Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is Internet Marketing. to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.com. This is Internet Marketing, and I'm joined today again by Scott Colmott, Product Manager at Site Visibility. Hello, Scott. Hello, yeah. Um, so this is part two of a two-parter, and the last show uh, we talked about sort of uh, the skills and characteristics that people need in order to be successful in digital marketing from a sort of candidate perspective, sort of interviewing and what to wear and CVs and stuff like that. Uh, today we're going to be talking more about the recruitment process from the side of the business, aren't we? Uh-huh, yeah. So, so how should employers prepare for, for an interview? You know, when they get someone in, how they, should they prepare for that interview? So for me, I think that applicants are always encouraged to tailor their CVs and covering letters to a candidate. And what I think is really hypocritical uh, and but also important is that I think the employer, uh, even though it's time sensitive, should put in uh, an equal amount of time to tailor an interview for a candidate. And so what I tend to do is I do have, when it's practical, when it's a practical related role, such as technical SEO, I do have some standardized questions that I typically like to ask. From that, I put out key points from a CV or from a covering letter and make sure I expand upon specific points that are uh, lifted or derived from that CV or covering letter. So the, the first half and, the, and really the close of the interview are always very specifically tailored to that person. So I've put, put in a fair amount of time doing my preparation based on what I see in their CV. It's not, it's not as if every single person I interview comes in, uh, comes in and has the same interview because I think, I think if you're doing that, you're looking for the wrong things. It's, it, just feels like, uh, it just feels like a bit of a wrong process uh, to do it that way. It's too mm-hmm. robotic, I think. Too robotic. Half of what you're looking for in an interview is the personality and characteristics because skills can be documented, can be talked about, can be explained. But the bit that you don't know about people, the bit is the kind of the bit behind that initial mask. The how are they? How are the dynamics with that person and the rest of your team and colleagues going to work? And so you need to get as much from their personality out in an interview as possible. And the only way in which I think you can do that is if you tailor the questions specific to that person. Sure. Now we hear a lot about social media these days. Do you look at social media profiles of candidates? I'm particularly interested in this because not everyone has a CV. I mean, we spoke about that this in the last show. You know, some people yeah. may not have a CV, or they may just use their LinkedIn. So, how yeah. how much weight do you put on the social media profile side of things? When I first started out uh, doing any kind of recruitment, I used to do it a lot. 
Uh, so I used to look at, I used to kind of Google the name, look at Twitter, LinkedIn and stuff like that. And uh, do you know what? It just becomes such a stressful process because you never, you never know why docu- someone has documented something in the past online. You just, you, you just can't make or build up a picture of someone just through what they post online. Um, I just think it's the wrong thing to do, partly because when you think of a TV program like Catfish, if you're aware of that program, people yeah. can create different personalities completely. And so if you're tailoring an interview and building up all these prejudgments of someone based on what they posted, it just, yeah, it ruins your ability to actually connect with them on the day of the interview. So I used to do it. Uh, and then I actually started thinking about it as I was going through the process and thought, you know what, this isn't useful. I'd rather have them kind of live and direct there on the day and uh, get a feel from them. And so I don't, uh, I don't do it anymore unless they uh, specifically reference LinkedIn or a personal blog or something like that on their on uh, that they're proud of and that they document on their CV that I should go look at. Um, but I don't I don't make it uh, I don't make a real conscious effort to go and review lots and lots of their kind of social media history and all that stuff like that because um, I think it's a little bit unfair as well. People change, you know. You can't. I don't think that you can really do, uh, judge someone based on something they wrote about seven years ago all the time or something. You know. Sure. It's, yeah. And and and. Um, and again, uh, the other way that I look at it is sometimes, it, going back to a question that we referenced in the previous podcast, sometimes you ask some, if I ask someone about their personality, maybe face palm moments or things embarrassed by, if they're really embarrassed by things they've written online in the past, they might bring it up in an interview and that's, that's the best way for me to hear about it. It's certainly interesting, isn't it? Because we hear on the news so much about how important it is, especially for young people to... Uh not embarrass themselves online because it may come back to bite to them. But it sounds like you've got a very sensible approach to it. I wonder if that's becoming more common amongst employers perhaps i find it i've got to be honest i find it really tough because i think that um really it's a really tough thing because on the flip side you do want to know as much as you can about a person before you recruit them. you're spending you know you're spending all day with these people but it's a really difficult thing to judge and so i'm i'm not saying that i'm necessarily writing not doing uh, full research in fact sometimes i quite i sit back and i think to myself maybe i should be doing all that research because you know we're spending all day with these people um to be honest, it's a topic that I'd like to throw up there for maybe the podcast listeners to, uh, to mm. discuss and get their thoughts on. Because, uh, like I said, I, you know, there's no right or wrong. It's uh, it's a difficult one to judge. Okay, you got that task, listeners. Uh, if you've got any ideas on that, um, certainly email in. I'll I'll give you the email and the telephone number at the end, so you can do that. So, okay, so you've done the interview. You've had a you know a face to face with the person. So, how do you make the decision? How do you decide on the right? candidates Scott what sort of things go through your mind after that interview the real the real thing that I leave the room with is it kind of I always think to myself did I leave that room happy and comfortable and excited about the prospect of working with that person so it tends to come away if you've got people of uh, equal or similarly uh, equal experience and skills uh, that they've discussed in an interview the the weight shifts to kind of their rapport their personality and uh, really their enthusiasm for the industry and um, I ask a few questions typically at the end of an interview which give me a little bit more of a steer on whether they're the kind of person I'd like to work with and those hold a lot of weight with me so um, you know a lot of people are going to get a lot of uh, good information here if they're applying for a job here but it's essentially I'm looking for things that they actually do to stay uh, on top of the industry so news um, I, I, one question that a lot of people struggle to answer to, which uh, is really useful for me uh, to build up a picture of them, is who their mentors or influencers are. So who do they like reading about? It doesn't have to be in digital marketing, but it's useful for is. And also, um, 
questions about other companies or brands that they'd like to work for. Those kind of questions help. By the time I leave the room, I typically know whether they're a good fit on a more on a personal level for both me, but also my colleagues and the rest of the team as well. Yeah, and, and presumably, do, do you then go back to the team and have a discussion with them? Uh, is, is it like a two-part process, or is it? Do you make the decision having met them once? No, uh, we definitely don't make the decision just on me. Sometimes, as well, I'm not even a part of the full process. Maybe it depends on the role. We we definitely have a, um, and we've tried to adapt this over time. Definitely more of a team approach to it. I think that's one thing that. I can see this company has learned over the last couple of years where we typically have maybe a two or three stage interview process, which can sound intimidating if you're a candidate. But I guess all I'd encourage candidates to think about is that the more people that you get to see through an interview process, even if it seems intimidating or demanding, that should be an indicator to you that they're going through the right steps to make sure the candidate is correct. So for me, uh, that's a positive thing we're doing, getting the team involved. Sometimes we'll just have someone sitting on an interview and they won't even ask any questions, uh, which also sounds intimidating. They're just getting a feel for the person, seeing if they're the right fit for the role. Um, so, yeah, we do have, it's a, definitely a team effort. Now, let's say the interview didn't go quite so well. Um, mm-hmm. How do you give constructive feedback? Yeah, that's a, it's a tricky one. Um, if possible, I like to, uh, well, I, uh, definitely the, the first thing to any employer is definitely give feedback because, you know, I've seen and um, I've seen in uh, other companies and, uh, you know, previous work history, pe- companies that just don't reply to people and I think that's terrible. Mm. I think if people make the effort to come to an interview, go through the process of applying, you should kind of get back to everyone. And um, so we have a process here where whoever, we, we just make sure that someone's on the responsibility for giving feedback, whether it's me or, or someone else. What I kind of, I, I like to try and be as specific as possible. It's, again, it's a very, it's a difficult skill and I'm, I'm not saying that I've learned it, but I'm probably still learning it. But to give a person an indication, not of where they went wrong, but where we're looking for something different. And so... It, it could be, um, again, sometimes it's very easy for me in that um, maybe they had a really good CV, they came across really well, but they didn't give me enough demonstrable examples or experiences in the interview. And so that's what I'll refer to if they haven't given me that. Perhaps they've given me all of their personality, but no information about their actual successes, and in which case uh, I'll make it very specific to that. Sometimes, and I've, I've only done this a few, on a few occasions, but what, the, the, real, uh, the real difficulty for me going through the recruitment process is when you really, really like someone, but you know they're not a particularly good fit for the role. Yeah. Uh, that, that can be really, really tricky because generally, you know, once they build up my enthusiasm uh, and I really like to work with them, it's super difficult to turn them down. So um, all I'll do is I'll explain to them, you know, I really, really like you personally. I'll try and explain the reasons maybe why they're not suitable for this role. But then if it, uh, and again, I'm not saying this is right, but I sometimes I have a vision for that person and where I think they might be best suited, like in a digital marketing related role. Mm. And if it's not, the, if it's not the one that they've applied for, then whether it's here or somewhere else, I'll, I'll maybe write an email to them. You know, I don't think you're suitable for this role, but everything you, in your interview demonstrated to me that you'll be good at X, whatever X is. That's really nice. Might be a different role completely. And so, uh, well, again, um, I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but I think it's uh, my duty to kind of, at least give them my my honest opinion and i think that's the best way that i can do that scott i have one more question for you okay it's probably the most juicy one actually from (laughs) from your perspective uh what's the hardest thing about the recruitment process honestly it's that point about uh it's the point about uh their character really so there are a couple of things that I think are important to digital marketing, just per, uh, character traits, I guess. And I think being approachable is one. 
humility uh, is really important uh, and keeping an open mind because the, the volatility of the industry, the changes, you always need to keep an open mind about what might happen next, but not in a negative way, to be proactive, to be thinking about the future, to get your colleagues excited and to constantly move an agency or a brand forward. And those three things are really, really difficult when you're only spending uh, the interviews that you know I partake in tend to be about an hour, an hour and a half long. Mm. Uh, it's, it's really difficult to get personality out in an interview and those characteristics. And so for me, and this is uh, yeah, this is a really important point, and that a lot of companies spend or they they've got high thresholds uh, about, and they're really fussy about the people they employ, which is correct. It's the right thing to do. But at the same time, I don't think you should go months and months and months without recruiting when. Ultimately, you could employ the right person with the right experience, with the right skill set. They could join your team and then they could be a, a, a horrific person to work with. And it's really it's really inefficient, I think, to have those kind of sometimes those high standards if you don't know enough about their personality. So um, really, it's the balance of finding the key, uh, the key points about the personality, the characteristics, the things they enjoy uh, personally and getting them out with getting all of that information and deriving that with space of time that would be really hard well scott thank you so much for joining us uh, yet again i know that you told us on the last episode but just tell our listeners again um how uh, people can contact you uh, um either you can email me at scott.colnut c-o-l-e-n-u-t-t at sitevisibility.com uh, or if you want to chat about this podcast or anything else um, perhaps one of the roles we're recruiting for add me on skype uh, at scott site visibility Scott, thank you so much, and uh, thank you for listening, listeners. I do apologise for the slightly ropey Skype uh, t- towards the end, but uh, I think Scott's uh, was uh, was uh, was legible, and uh, what he was saying was certainly very interesting. So that's it for today. Uh, don't forget we're on iTunes and Stitcher, and please, we would encourage you to leave a review because it helps us to grow the audience and help more people. Uh, if you want to connect with me personally, I'm Doctor Pod D O C T O R P O D on Twitter and LinkedIn. Just mention the IM podcast if you want to connect. Emails go to podcast. At sitevisibility.co.uk and the magic phone line is plus four four one two seven three two five six one five zero. if you want to leave a verbal message so that's all from me Andy and it's all from Scott yeah thank you very much and we'll see you next time on internet marketing Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 